trying to break a bad habit can be so flustering. It can be so defeating and such an ordeal that you end up coming to the senses of, I'm going to relapse here. Like, I I can't do it. And you end up trying to convince yourself that, you know, maybe I was better off the way I was. That you try to spin it in your mind and you think, well, I'm comfortable the way I already am, so why change? But if you're having that mental tug of war, then you are miserable. Like, look, just stop doubting yourself and be real with yourself here. It's just, it's hard to overcome bad habits. And as far as bad habits are related to the UCLA men's basketball team, in the past, it has centered around uninspired play, a lack of discipline, obviously not a whole lot of winning. But outside of basketball, one of my biggest pet peeves, and I promise that this will hem in with what UCLA basketball is doing. One of my biggest pet peeves is when somebody comes up to me and they say, you know what, Brian, you know what I really need to do? And I say, what? I really need to work out or I really need to exercise more. And they do nothing to get to those goals. Like you might run into them again somewhere and you'll say, hey, or they'll come up to you and say it again. You know what? I really need to do this. And they don't do it. That irritates me more than a lot of things in this life is when somebody wants to do something and they don't put in the time, and they don't make the sacrifices to do it. UCLA men's basketball, their goal all along is to win. I mean, that's what sports is all about. You play to win the game. But as Mick Cronin has told us very openly in that a lot of times, especially at the beginning of the year when the guys were trying to buy in and and feel things out, but they weren't apt to putting in the time that it would take to win. So, and another example, it's how do you expect to achieve said goal if you're not putting in the time necessary to get it done? Well, the guys with the Bruins got the memo finally. And since the early season struggles, they have gone on this magnificent run, winning seven out of their last nine games. It has been really a a remarkable turnaround considering how bad things were as far as the losing in November, December, in non-conference play. I feel like there was one game that signaled to me and to you, the Bruins sports fan, where the Bruins were speaking to you and saying, look, so-and-so, here's the game that shows you we no longer want to be known as the team that doesn't hustle or has lack of discipline or doesn't play great defense, or play selfish basketball, can't hold on to a lead, has a scoring drought, all of those things. We are sick of that being attached to our reputation. We're putting it away for good. And that we are having a new era, and it is happening right now with no chance of reverting back to the bad habits. There's one game where I felt that that was more clear than ever before. And I'll tell you when that is on this episode. Welcome in to Locked On Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. You can always find me on Twitter, at Brian Fenley. If you'd like to chime in and provide your perspective on the Bruin basketball team, love to hear it, love to share it with our listeners here if you feel comfortable with that on the podcast. So you can tweet me or you can email me, lockedonbruins at gmail.com. Be sure to hit 
the subscribe option on the podcast so that you can get every podcast right to your phone or smart device. And as you know, this is your team. It is every day, and I love your support. I really do appreciate it because without your support and your time, none of this would be possible. So how this whole episode is going to look, I'm going to break it into two big segments or two big concepts, I should say. The first, the concept of of turning around this program, how it happened so fast, seemingly happened so fast, and secondarily, what has led to this turnaround and how much of it is due to the mental toughness that McCronin has instilled in his players. McCronin says mental toughness a whole lot in his post-game press conferences and any of his media sessions. But to really gain and grow and to become a team that gets rid of bad habits, it starts with a belief. So Mick Cronin has said some things that have saturated in the minds of the players that if he and the players don't believe in wholeheartedly, none of the recent winning is happening. So I think it's important to point out mentally how Mick Cronin has helped this team and what he's saying to them as far as reacting to adversity on the court. All of these things that turn them into a more sound basketball player and enable them to win and to perform at their best. I do want to start with this whole turnaround concept because on a non-basketball note, on a non-team note, turnarounds are really fascinating for our minds. Let's say you are an addict or have been an addict. The human brain... at least I believe, finds it fascinating when you have an addict that one day in his or her life says, you know what, I can't take these struggles anymore. I, I can't do it. I need to better my life. I need to do whatever it takes with no excuses to get out of whatever I'm dealing with and live a healthier, longer life. When somebody makes that decision and does it almost cold turkey, that is abnormal. And it's something to be admired about. I mean, that takes a whole lot of just self-control. Not a lot of people can do that. And that's why that kind of concept grabs attention. Now, yeah, the Bruins transformation on the basketball court hasn't been a cold turkey. Like, it hasn't happened, like right away but from as it relates to other teams who sometimes take years to improve it looks kind of cold turkey because it's happened within the season and I don't know how many of you thought that a team that was struggling so bad in November or December how many of you then if you were listening to this podcast had any hope that they would be in a position, a growing position, to be at least included in the conversation of being worthy of a postseason bid. If I brought that up to you in December, you would have laughed at me. McCronin would have laughed at you because he knew his team was nowhere near that happening. But how things have changed. And what we love about this story 
is that it's happened so quickly. We're selfish as Bruin fans. We want things to get better faster. But that's what makes it so much more intriguing, not just for the Bruin basketball fan, but for the sports fan, is that you don't see this rapid ascendancy from teams in any sport this quickly happening under a first-year head coach. I would argue that these are very seldom occurrences. And what does our mind like? Our mind likes stuff that's abnormal, right? And you could argue that it's weird what's happened in a good way for the Bruins. You know what's also weird is let's say you're on Santa Monica Boulevard and you see a guy and he's wearing a sports jacket. He's wearing only a Speedo and he's wearing two different shoes. He's wearing on his left foot, he's wearing a Croc and on his right foot, he is wearing a loafer. Those are the kind of things, like our minds are gravitated towards stuff that's abnormal. You would have a hard time, I would have a hard time looking away from that person. And we are having a hard time looking away from this basketball team right now because of what it's doing. Because it is not the norm. What was the norm for the basketball team? It was one that was gasping to stay out of the cellar of the Pac-12 standings. It was a, a fan base that had become more indifferent, which is a very dangerous thing. It was a program where fans were dying to be relevant once again. And with what's happened recently, you're seeing fans come out of hibernation, out of the abyss, and showing that support once again because they see what is happening with this team and how they are they are becoming one a program to be reckoned with in the Pac-12. And that's what I love about this thing because it's happened so fast and the Bruins are doing it the right way. Hard work, adhering to what Coach Cronin is saying, all in the pursuit of being relevant again. And coming up next, what game specifically indicated to, to, indicated to me that the past was behind the Bruins, they had let go of that, and were all in on changing the narrative of this team and their future. That's next. What I love about Sports Talk is that I can state an opinion and it can spark other debate and we can have a adult conversation on why my point is right or your point is better. And look, my theory to when this Bruins team really got their act together and started playing like a team and like McCronin and you felt like they were never going to revert again to the old habits of the past, it came to me when... I watched the way they played in the win against Oregon State on the road. There were a couple points that made it very easy for me to come to that determination. For one, the Bruin defense had not been always on their A game when trying to guard an opponent's best player. But the Bruins were able to limit Trace Tinkle and really limit his effectiveness. And he really did not have a big impact on this game. I thought that was a great sign as far as the, the improved direction of the defense. The second point that was very clear 
was that the roles are becoming more clear on this team. Look, it was only a couple of months ago when it felt like anarchy out on the court, where the Bruins were basically out there and Coach Cronin was trying to figure out where everybody fits, who is supposed to be where, when are they supposed to play, how do I get the most out of this player. You know, it was this grand lab experiment. And the problem with that is that when when that was happening, you, you, you just you never had that person that you could count on in the clutch that would take the shot and, and have the the courage to do so. Until it seemed this game where Chris Smith took initiative and made it very clear that, look, when it gets down to a, a tight game and my team needs me, I'm not going to wither. I am going to demand the basketball and insert my will on this game and try to lead my team to victory. Props to Chris Smith because he had never been thrust in a position like that during his freshman and sophomore seasons, not even close. So this has been like a tremendous change for him where he had been a guy to come off the bench mostly and be a role player. And now the team is saying, hey, Chris, if it's a close game, you got to win us this game. And Chris said after the game, because he was great down the stretch. I know he had some foul trouble, but he sank a ton of free throws and was really active drawing fouls and getting to the rim late. And this Bruin team would not have won the game without what he was able to do in in the second half. But when he was asked about his performance after the game, he said that Coach Cronin had been talking to him recently about that the team was going to put the ball in his hands down the stretch. If it was close, obviously, and Cronin's added that we we're going to really rely on you now, and that Smith would do whatever it took to get the win for the guys. So the way he's talking like that, it sounds like he's realizing that like I'm going to shoulder my team to the victory, and as those roles become more, you, know, you crystallize them, then that's going to lead to better chemistry. Chemistry will lead to wins and more wins because the guys understand like, okay, I fit here. That puzzle piece, I fit there. And look, as I've said before, they won, they've won seven out of their last nine games. The final point here, and this is the biggest one, I believe, that indicates that this team is long gone from the struggles of the past. It's the whole concept to me that the Bruins can lose a second-half lead and not lose the game. That told me so much about this team and the heart that they have because how many times, I couldn't even tell you how many times, they had leads and once they lost them, it was almost like there was no hope of getting them back. That they floundered and just folded but this was a story, this game, where the Bruins had a double-digit lead. They lose the lead, and so now they're behind. And then they have the, the moxie to muster up a comeback and win the game. So what had been 
uh, speaking of bad habits, had been, all right, it was basically a death sentence. If they lost the lead in the second half, it was over. It was a death sentence. And now it's not. Since that game, the Bruins almost seemingly prefer to play from behind in the second half. In fact, their last two games, they were down by double digits in the second half and went on to beat Washington and Washington State. So I just think that that told the team, that that educated the team, that we can come back and win like that, gave them so much confidence moving forward. And what also has given them a whole lot of confidence is their approach mentally. And I'm going to get into that next because what Mick Cronin has, has said to his players in, in terms of how to have the right mental approach has done wonders for this team in leading them to victory. With all the incessant number of wins the Bruins have accumulated, you would be overlooking how this has happened without considering the mental mindset of this team, which has taken on a paradigm shift, which Mick Cronin seemingly alluded to after the win last weekend against Washington when he said, quote, young guys worry about the last play, veterans worry about the next play. Once we changed that, that's where we changed our fate, to be honest with you. From worrying about the last play, I missed my shot. My shot got blocked. I got beat on defense. You got to worry about the next play. Cronin's comment here sounds very basic, very rudimentary, but it is hard to fathom just how hard it is to stomach and, and really marinate and take to heart as, as a team. It, it doesn't happen really quickly. You have to give it some time. And as a coaching staff, you have to let that seep into your players' minds and basically just reiterate it over and over again into your minds of the players at practice and, and get them to understand how important that is. And what... Mick Cronin was conveying there what what it's a, an antidote for is the pouting, the pouting that has been a, a viral part of this team. And, and I'm just saying that because that's what Mick Cronin has said, where guys, they, they worry about a mistake they made 10 minutes earlier in the game. They, they threw the ball out of bounds 10 minutes before, and they're still thinking about it. Now, from my coach Brian perspective, if I had a player that, was having a hard time with that and, and beating themselves up. Here's how I would try to help them out of that. And, and I'm sure this is Mick Cronin, what he would say as well. It's what good does that do for you and the team to think about that mistake? And then to take it on uh, to the next dimension, wouldn't your opponent want you to think that? And once you, once you understand that your enemy wants you to dote then it's like this whole enlightenment. Like, yeah, uh, oh, maybe I shouldn't be thinking that way. Maybe I shouldn't. And when you don't think that way, it's funny how you play better and the mistakes become less. And look, people make mistakes all the time. Meteorologists get paid to make mistakes. And they don't always feel that bad about them, or at least some of them don't. But what... I wanted to wrap up with on this show, this episode, is that, look, we have seen, you know, a, a team that looks so different than at the beginning of the season. And I, I get it. There were the hot take artists early in the year. I heard a lot of you, and a lot of you said this. A lot of you said that this team can't win with the talent 
and the personnel they have. Well, those that thought that, you, you guys are gargling your words right now because ever since you've said that, the guys are winning. And so if I want to be completely frank with you, it's not that they don't have the talent or the right pieces. What they were missing was the right mindset. And once they got the right mindset, it's funny how it all worked out. And think about it for you. Once you get the right mind, life starts to work out a little better. I think we can all learn from what this team has done. Tomorrow on the podcast, Jaime Jaquez will join the show. The Bruin, who is a defensive guru on UCLA, I'll have him on the program. Plus, solving Utah, as that is our next opponent coming up. And then later on this week also, some revisionist history. Who doesn't like some revisionist history? We all do it a little bit. I think we can all attest to maybe we were telling a story to a friend and we over-dramatized things and made it seem like it was a bigger deal than it was. But revisionist history, I want to play a game with you, and that is if we could go back to the beginning of the year and take the Bruin team that is currently playing at its level, start that at the beginning of the season, how many of those losses would be wins? So we'll have some fun looking at that as that will be coming up later this week. Appreciate you all. Hope you have a great rest of your day. I'm Brian Fenley.